You're listening to a production of Swanson Media. If you're a shop owner, you know how important it is to have a reliable place to order your tattoo shop supplies. Since 1996, Kingpin Tattoo Supply has worked to provide the tattoo professional the highest quality supplies at the best possible price. If you need a reliable supply company, check out Kingpin Tattoo Supply at www.kingpintattoosupply.com. When you make an order, be sure to let them know you heard Kingpin mentioned on Sullen Radio. This episode of Sullen Radio is brought to you in part by Inkies. Get the tattoo care products you need to numb, heal, and protect your tattoos at inkies.com. This is Sullen Radio with Joe Swanson, the premier art-driven podcast. Hey everybody, this is Joe Swanson, and my guest today on the show is a guy who I really am excited about, his tattooing, uh, really dynamic. Uh, Alexis Vatate from Vatican Studios is here with me. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well, I'm doing well. This is the second time we've recorded this podcast. Uh, the first one, yes, we had some technical difficulties and the, and the sound quality wasn't good. And um, as we were preparing to release it, I wasn't comfortable putting it out and because uh, I want to represent Alexis in the, in the best possible light. So I appreciate him coming back on and, and speaking with me, man. Uh, I appreciate you coming my back pleasure, on and speak, yeah, speaking with me. And um, what's been happening with you tattoo-wise lately? Um, well, just been working as much as I can trying to progress. I'm always trying to improve on my abilities and you know, make sure I'm making all uh, my collectors happy and trying to you know, best represent them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, what do you do to, to keep things fresh? You know, with with your art and with tattooing, um, you know a lot of the a lot of the things that you're tattooing are similar subject matter, um, similar style. How do you keep it fresh and, and keep things looking um, the way you want them to as an artist? Uh, well, you know, I try to always keep up on what's current, but along with that, I'm always studying studying new types of styles, um, always trying to be inventive and creative come up with new ways to approach uh, old subjects um, and always you know to try my artist I try my artist not to use um, images uh, that have already been done or uh, too many references from um, you know, Google or any of the, mm-hmm. the sites you can use to find your references from I try to draw out most of my images uh, freehand um, off the top of my mind um, along with uh, collaborating with the collector yeah, uh, to come up with something new. Yeah, we talked about that before. You know, your process with, um, you know, drawing a lot of the the projects that you're doing on the skin, and do you like that freedom of being able to? I mean, it, it kind of it's it comes with some with some trials in and of itself. You know, with you know, it's not as uh, the stencil doesn't stay as well because it's marker. You know, things like that. But do you like that freedom of our or the uh, of drawing right on the body? Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. Um, I've, uh, I've been doing it for so long now, uh, drawing freehand. Um, but I, I really feel it allows me to uh, have the piece move along with the person's, con- the contour of the person's body. Um, allows me to 
utilize the test for what it is. You know, when you're drawing on a two-dimensional surface, it's, uh, it's a lot different than when you draw on skin. And then uh, along with that process, it's uh, it's freeing because I can manipulate my image any way I want. I can have them see it on them and then tell them to look at it, and they can give me their feedback and right there on the spot. I can manipulate it and change it mm-hmm. if it needs to be done. Yeah. Oh, so it, it, it eliminates some of the, um, the growing process of stenciling and, and um, or tracing and drawing and sketching. I go straight to it onto the person's arm, and they can uh, actually manipulate the image with me. Mm-hmm. When did you know that that was something that you enjoyed doing more than following a stencil or utilizing stencils? N- not that you don't now, but when did you know that the that free hand was had, had kind of captured you? Uh, over a decade ago. It was pretty early on in my career as I was doing my apprenticeship uh, with uh, Frank Overstovey. Um, uh, he, he, you know, prior to him, I had never, ever really traced anything before. You know, as I met, um, prior to him, I had always drawn all my imagery straight to paper. Like, I really didn't go through a sketch process. I kind of trained myself to, like, as soon as I knew what I wanted to do, I saw it inside my mind, and I would try to translate it straight directly into paper or canvas. Mm-hmm. And so when I met him, he really actually uh, taught me the process of uh, um, stenciling and uh, tra- tracing, which, uh, you know, it, it's funny. It actually it, it makes the process a lot easier for um, uh, simple subjects. You know, I guess if you wanted to bypass trying to create something from scratch, um, but uh, I still today really uh, like doing freehand. It's uh, probably, I'd, I'd say about 95% of my work is freehand. Mm-hmm. So you came into your apprenticeship with Franco having that foundation of art that allowed you to do that pretty early on? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have been involved in art um, as early as I can remember. It's been always part of my life. Um, and, um, you know, uh, being a child with a grand imagination, I uh, had always drawn from my mind, you know, uh, you know, visually taking in things and referencing from uh, how I thought I remembered something. So mm-hmm. uh, it definitely um, takes an observant mind to uh, try to convey something as close to realistic as you can. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I enjoy it, yeah, and I have been doing that for a long time. Yeah, talk about that growing up in Southern California. How did that shape your art, do you think, or, or your view on art? Um, it, well, it, you know, it's, a lot of my art started off quite urban. Uh, mm. It started off quite rocker. I was listening to a lot of Metallica and Pantera and Nirvana and um, all sorts of um, uh, Motley all sorts of heavy metal music early on in the 80s and uh, I definitely was drawing a lot of skulls a lot of skulls and a lot of things uh, in that subject matter um, uh, Megadeth and all sorts of things like that I had highly influenced uh, my art at that time and then uh, along with like you know the urban lifestyles you know, uh, the kids that I grew up with were also tagging and doing a lot of graffiti so there was a little bit of uh, urban street and rock mixed in with uh, mm-hmm. influences of my early art career. What what and, were uh, you liking? What were you liking to uh, do medium wise back then? 
when you were first being shaped as an um, artist? I would definitely say um, just number two pencil was my, my favorite friend for a long time. Yeah. And me and uh, number two got along for a long time. It's, it's Sometimes it's those simple things, right? The the foundation. You know, I, w- I, would, oh, yeah. I would imagine that foundation of that, you know, the number two pencil and, and the, the ability to sketch from, you know, live and, and sketch uh, what you're seeing has helped you in, in what you're doing now as an artist in, in tattooing, has oh, it yeah. not? Uh, yeah, um, uh, you know, I definitely say Stan Lee was a huge influence on me too. I was a, a big Marvel uh, buff back then. And, you know, I think along with many other artists, uh, we all had that Stan Lee book that taught you anatomy. And, and then I had all the comic cards. So I was always emulating uh, and uh, enlarging all those comic card characters um, as, as large as I could get them. And so I would definitely say that also played a role, which the pencil I used back then was also the number two. Yeah, uh, I think that's one because you know when you're young, you don't really know much about all the different kinds of uh, varieties of uh, medium mediums you can mm-hmm. use. Yeah. So, um, uh, the most common thing my father or mother ever gave to me was the number two pencil, and I used to entertain myself like that. Well, what's your what what's your favorite part about that comic, the comic book art? Um. I think it was, you know, dynamic lighting, dynamic movements. Uh, it was, uh, everything was so alive, and it was, uh, you know, you got huge uh, depth. The perception was always being played with. You had you know, a great expansion of foreground, background. It was, uh, it was so exaggerated. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really liked that. And obviously, you know, I, I, I liked the villains. The villains always looked the best. Yeah, I, you know what? That exaggerated look is is cool, man. I, I was always into animation, and that's something you know. Not, before it was digital and and done all like that. I mean, these guys had you had such crazy perspective that you had to get across in these you know twenty four frames per second or whatever it was, and you had to draw shit huge, you know, with these crazy crazy perspective looks on them. Yeah, it was great. I really enjoyed that. What other stuff did you like as a kid growing up? What other kind of things appealed to you, you know, other than the music and the comic books? What kind of stuff were you into as a kid? Uh, you know, um, you know, I also got into tattoo magazines early on. Mm. I started collecting tattoo magazines when I was uh, in um, sixth grade. And I would, uh, would basically emulate all the images that I thought were the coolest inside the magazine. You know, I would always draw them, listening to Metallica. That was like my favorite thing to do as soon as I got home from school. That's awesome. Listen to Metallica and draw. Yeah, that was pretty I much love it. Oh, my pastime back then. Uh-huh. That's great, man. Um, so music played a big role in all that too, kind of that development of of your art. You know. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think when I was younger, I had... I guess it was, it was a darker style back then because I was always drawing soul characters and um, anything that reminded me of, you know, Metallica and Megadeth and the things I was seeing in the tattoo magazines at the time. Monsters. I was a big horror movie fan, so um, I was always doing monsters. It was quite common to find mm-hmm. me uh, drawing. Um, even at school, I'd be drawing on the tables, uh, putting all sorts of monsters on the tables. At the end, uh, having to wash them off, but 
Um, I would definitely say rock music and heavy metal and all sorts of horror movies played a huge role in the kinds of things I was drawing at the time. Mm-hmm. Talk about the early bits of tattooing for you when you first started with Franco and how, how did that first, how did that kind of come about and um, did you take to it pretty quickly? Um, you know, uh, I was attracted to tattooing for a long time. You know, obviously, as I said, I was drawing in magazines um, since I was in sixth grade. Um, and I, I had tried getting into the industry when I was 18. But um, back then, you know, it was pretty protected. You know, people were safe, um, pretty guarded against letting people come in as easily as it is nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I had an opportunity, I had someone come into my art studio when I was living in Tahoe. And they said that there was, uh, they had a friend that had been looking for their first apprentice and they thought that I would be a good match for him and happened to be Frank with the story. No so way. He, uh, connect, yeah, he connected us on, uh, uh, just over the phone and had us talk for about an hour. And Franklin invited me to come and meet up with him. And at that time, I was living in Tahoe. I literally packed my bags within a week and uh, moved down. I moved my wife at the time and my son, and uh, we just uh, moved down and lived with her parents. And I waited a couple weeks before I actually heard back from Franklin. I met up with him, and he uh, yeah, he took a look at my artwork, and he said, hey, do you want to hang out with me for the day? And that was pretty much it. I've been with him ever since. <laughs> I'm still working with him today. And, I, you know, as he gave me the apprenticeship, um, I took through right away you know i was so attracted to the, the industry that you know there wasn't a day that went by that i didn't realize that this was what i wanted mm-hmm. yeah i it's got to be that way i mean to move like you did and and it obviously was something that had appealed to you from an early age you know with uh was it the art or what was it about tattooing that appealed to you um well Part of you know the industry, so you can just. I was already just a fairly, you know, I was urban kid growing up with heavy metal and other street kids, and you know, just to go into an industry where I was accepted to look and be the way I was, and I didn't have to really uh, change the type of person I was. And then on top of that, it was art involved. It's something that I was watching all these people in the industry at that time, doing art every single day, and they were making a living at it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they, you, they probably had to do some projects they weren't as interested in, but you know, it was the fact that they were they were turning something that they did for other people into a business, something where they were making other people happy through helping them convey what they wanted to put on their body forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, there's so many elements to tattooing that's so attractive, you know. It's dynamic. You have uh, basically a canvas that's always changing, never the same. You you have the scientific side of it where you're learning about machinery and and blood and, and blood and airborne pathogens to um, how the different types of inks, how to get it to stay in the skin. It just was really fascinating. It was mm-hmm. always changing, and there was always something to learn uh, apart from it just being super artistic. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many more things I could probably speak of that uh, I could talk about 
when it comes to tattooing. It's it's just a very attractive uh, medium, and uh, I'm so fortunate to be a part of that and, and the, the culture that comes along with it. Well, let's talk about the culture. You know, what aspects of the culture do you like, and and what describe describe what the tattoo culture is to you? Um, well, I always see it as such a, I guess a, I always see it as it's it's to me it's so it's such a tribal uh, concept. You know, um, basically you're a member in this this clan of people and. You go to these people that mark you, mark your body with what you want it to represent of yourself. And so, for me, it's it's something where I feel like I get to participate in helping someone convey their happiness, their sadness, whether they're mourning, celebrating, um, uh, uh, taking what they do for their life, whether it was being a warrior, you know, a soldier, and, and they're putting markings on to show their pride, um, to all sorts of things, just to being aesthetically something where someone's just doing it because they love art itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so the culture itself, it's, it's, it's beautiful because uh, I see everybody as these uh, tribal beings just trying to mark their bodies um, with, with just just own like native designs, like, mm-hmm. but it's more urban and current now. Right. Uh, but you have a history in, in the more, um, in the Polynesian style as well, right? You have family that's Marcation. Uh, yeah, Marcation and Tahitian. I feel, you know, very connected to that, but at the same time, I feel a little distant because, you know, I, my art form itself, because I've lived in the States, um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more, um, West, West Coast, I guess, um, mainland uh, mm-hmm. styled, you know, whereas my family, all my family that I know of uh, do only tribal mm-hmm. uh, and like the old Marquesan tribal, which is uh, to be respected as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's there's so many different forms of, uh, of tattooing and styles, styles within styles. You know, d- did you know from an early on uh, or, or from early on, did you know that you wanted to specify in the black and gray style kind of in this dynamic look? Or is that something that develop, has developed over time? Um, that I, that are you asking if I wanted to do um, black and gray dynamic artwork uh, over color? Or? Yeah. Did, did you go into it kind of with a strategy of of, hey, I'm going to specialize in this kind of work. I want to take on these kind of clientele, this kind of clientele and put out, you know, this thing? Or did you go into it with with more of a broad scope of, hey, I'm going to kind of do whatever walks in and I'll see what develops as time goes on? Um, I guess I was... I really want to do the projects that I wanted to do. But, you know, I think everybody who knows when you get into tattooing sometimes... Um, the business aspect of being a tattoo artist, uh, when you're, especially when you're starting off, comes into play. You you kind of take on what people are willing, what what, what people are willing to pay you for, mm-hmm. and they they tell you what they want. And I'm I'm thankful for that though, because really it it broadened my perspective of all the different styles that are out there. You know, I would not if it wasn't for these collectors and clients that had came came to me back then. 
uh, wanting all the things that they had wanted, I probably wouldn't be as diverse as I am today and capable of so many different types of styles. And each style, I think, for, uh, plays a role in the next. I've learned so many different tricks and you know, illusions and, and uh, all different styles that um, I don't think I would have ever learned if it wasn't for these clients. So I did. I definitely like that 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 role that that played, being able to just do whatever came through the door. But along the way, it transitioned to eventually where people started trusting me. As they were also collecting, uh, coming to get work from me, they were also seeing the types of paintings and drawings and um, all sorts of illustrations. Or, you know, every once in a while, a piece that I would put out that someone would just allow me to do. And I think that picked up like this momentum where eventually now I started having people come to me for what I do. Mm-hmm. And at least have me convey what they want through what I do. So that's uh, that's been really nice lately. I would say that the the art that you had around surrounding you and your education of your clients and the trust that you build over the course of those multiple sessions and and sessions with them prior to them maybe trusting you to do some some work are very important. You know, I, I know guys that do that that are traditional. You know do a Western traditional style of tattooing flash. And that's what they do. They surround their stations with flash that they want to do. They, they paint flash to drive their art, you know, or drive their business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll do a lot of, um, I'll do a lot of my own illustrations and, and and paintings. And I'll I'll like now that we, you know, uh, social media is now using like things like Instagram and Facebook, you know, I, I get, I'll post it up on there uh, as often as I can trying to share with people what I like to do. And so I'll get feedback from that. Yeah. What do you think about social networks and, and the ability to, for people to be so connected? I think it's great. I think it's great. You know, I, I, I have to support it because I definitely see how it's, um, uh, uh, enhanced my own career along with many of my own friends and, uh, my, my peers that I have, you know, they it allows people to share so easily. In a way, every time you make a post, depending on how many people you have like your post, you're having a private little art show every single day where you're having hundreds and hundreds of people have an opportunity to look at your work. You know, because I know that if I was to do it in a traditional sense, you know, if you were to just have like a little art show at a gallery, you might only have like 200 people come for the whole night, 300 people come for the whole night. But whereas like in Instagram, Every time you make a post, you could have thousands look mm-hmm. at your work every day. Yeah, it's happening and multiple so it's, times. It's a really day. nice. I I really like that. It's multiple. Yeah, exactly. Multiple times a day, you're having a private art show. So it's it's really nice. I like that. Do you have a strategy for it? Do you, Do you kind of stick with a strategy, or or have you? Um, you just kind uh, of wing it. You know, I've heard that there's so many different types of strategies to the way you can approach things like that. But basically, all I do is I. I just have a lot of fun doing some artwork that I'm going to enjoy, um, that I hope to share with people and I hope they like it and I post it. I, yeah. I try not to think too much about it because, um, in, in the end it still is, it's just artwork and you enjoy it. And yeah, you might want to stay current. You know, if you, if you're kind of watching what people are interested in, maybe you're kind of going to generally like direct your artwork in that direction. Just, you know, I think staying current's also important. If you want to just stay off the beaten path and do your own thing, that's that's cool too. But if you want to be also a good business, um, uh, be a good business person with your 
yourself, uh, your your business in the tattoo uh, uh, tattoo industry. I think I think it's good to stay um, aware of what's current and happening in your industry, mm-hmm. what people are interested in, because uh, I think that helps as well mm-hmm. to uh, use uh, social media uh, as a good tool. Sure. What has been your? Do you have a favorite project? You've done some really cool projects, um, in, including a couple of shirts for Sullen. Um, does any project that you've done currently stand out in your mind as one that is just fond you're fond of and that was one, that was fun or you had a great experience with? Um, you know, pretty much all of them. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Just you're getting to do, uh, have the opportunity to do all these projects. You know, Sullen, you know, I had some characters that I had been doing that really fit well with Sullen. So, you know, um, I was fortunate enough to um, get to know uh, Ryan and Jeremy some years back, and, you know, they they allowed me to uh, um, give, them, give them my designs, and they were able to use it for a couple of their shirts. Um, it was cool that to see the, the subject of the stars there at the time involved skulls and art materials and that's obviously what Sullen um, does a lot of so uh, especially since their, their main logo is the skull with uh, the cross brushes yep. so, yeah. so that's, that was really cool to be able to participate in that because um, I felt uh, connected to that mm-hmm. since uh, my characters uh, fit in well with them yeah Talk about your talk about the the owl pieces that you've been doing as of late. I mean, you've been doing them for quite a while, and and I see, man, I each one I look at seems to get better and better and better. You know, um, they're all really wonderful, man. I how how did that project develop, and and that idea of sticking with a with one kind of subject matter and just and pushing it to see how far you can take it in each piece. Um, you know, I came up with a couple of years ago, about two years ago, and, uh, this one collector just, uh, he decided to have me do an owl on his chest and he just wanted me to do a freehand owl. So I drew this owl up, uh, of, um, flying on his chest and his wings spread and had his claws wrapped around his hole. And, um, after I had done the piece, I, I got such a huge response from it. And I had already, I love owls. I, I love all the different concepts and meanings that, that I lie behind an owl. Um, so diverse and so majestic and amazing, you know. But um, uh, after I saw the feedback on it, I thought to myself, that would be great to just um, kind of indulge in the owl concept and maybe give it a name and and uh, try, to, try to give it... Um, its own identity. So right. I, I called it the Owl King, and I stylized my characters. Like I remember a few main features of a couple different types of owls, and and then I now I just do all my owls freehand, and I play with them. I come, I just uh, really allow myself to take the surreal uh, uh, road with that, and uh, just try to enjoy as much as I can. And fortunately enough, I've had a great feedback, uh, and. It, it, continues to go on so uh, i've been enjoying that ride yeah no it seems like you're getting back to that childhood fun of imaginative drawing you know you're you're kind of reclaiming that that youth in a sense and it's cool i I think it comes through in the work you know the work looks dynamic it looks like you're enjoying it 
Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that is the goal. You know, I knew that when I came into the ministry, I just I wanted to be happy. And mm-hmm. I knew that getting to do art every day and, and, and then also getting to meet all these people that I've gotten to know over the years and um, do what I do. It's, it's been so fun, mm-hmm. you know, and getting, I think uh, getting a whole bunch of people to do art together, is, that's pretty epic. Yeah. How do you work through those tough moments, though, when you're doing your art uh, as an artist, whether it's a tattoo or a painting or a, or some other medium, how do you push through those rough times? You know, the skin's not doing what it, you want. You know, this is not um, working the way it should or the way you think it should come out. That's where the fun science of it comes in. You know, uh, I try never to approach anything I do on anybody as if I know that as if I think it's going to be the same. So the moment I'm on anyone I'm working on, I I, I treat it as, as, as if they're foreign. And I start trying to figure it out. Like as soon as I notice that something I'm doing is not working, I go through a, a series of questions and, and uh, just I try to figure it out. You know, why is this not going in the way I want to go in? And, you know, within a few uh, few attempts, you know, I could figure it out pretty pretty mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's just, for any artist that comes to just experience, you just start to identify um, troubleshooting. You know, you just troubleshoot the whole time and you you should be able to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know? Do you do that with your your other art pieces as well? Kind of use that same process of troubleshooting? Um, yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, with any experienced artist, you know, and with as much experience as they have with that medium, their medium, I think you come to become very uh, comfortable with anything you come across. It's not really ever really that much of a problem because mm-hmm. you, you've come across it so many times, you just, you know, it's like you come to a wall then that means you just go over the wall or you turn the corner or you're just going to have a solution always ready. Mm-hmm. And so when you have those solutions always ready, you don't, you don't ever really feel stressed mm-hmm. out about any problem you come across. You just troubleshoot via right or via left and then just keep going. Preparation, right? Yeah, preparation. And it's just many years of having had that experience that makes me always constantly feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And if you know if it ever feels hard, I just take a deep breath and I just keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, it, it. Can be a lot of times easier said than done. You know, with, true, true. But uh, it's a great it's a great mindset to be in, right? I mean, that's that's yeah. what we all strive to do is P, you know PMA, I think, and, and positive mental attitude and and working through. You know, I love that idea that you have of of troubleshooting. You know, you have these, you prepare for what the project is. You prepare for the variables. You know your contingency plans. And, and as you hit these things, like you said, yeah, you do go, you go left or you go right or you attack it this way or that way. And I think being mindful as an artist is an important quality to have, right? Uh, to be, I agree. to I anal- agree. analyze the art as you go along and see kind of, allow it to take you where, where it's going to take you, but also have some plan and have exactly. preparation. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I couldn't agree more. You know, and, and that's also, you know, I think what keeps it so interesting. You know, that's why I love this art form so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, it, 
you're always learning and you're always striving to become better. And you know, there's, there's so many different variables. You, you can literally come up with so many different types of solutions for any kind of problem you come across. Yeah. I think a lot of that has come with, with better equipment that we have now, better pigments, oh, yeah. you know, better, absolutely. You know, skin products, things like that. The clients are understanding, you know, the, the oh, value yeah. of, nutrition and and being hydrated and and having a their own process you know we have a process that we go you know we have a process that we go through as artists and as the tattooer but the the clients are becoming much more um educated on building their own process around getting tattooed you know absolutely yeah that's also great too you know i like I, i really appreciate having um you know, clients and collectors come in who are just so much more educated. You know, it's a lot different than back in the day when there people did not know very much about it. You know, but now everybody seems to have their own. I'll I'll be like going to give someone like my aftercare, and they're like, "Oh, I have my aftercare already. <laughs> you know, I got my way." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, you do you do what you want to do, but I'm, this is the one I know, so." Right. This is what I'm going to guarantee. So. Yeah. No, it's it's great that people do, you know, they do break those things down as, you know, I do, and I also see clients being way more educated about, not only about allowing the art, the artists that they're going to, to be artistic and, and creative and do the thing that they're doing uh, or that they love, um, mm-hmm. create in the style that they want to create in. Um, but they're also, yeah, they're breaking down the, the, how am I going to best sit through this session? Now, when I'm healing, yeah. how am I going to best heal this? And man, I have, you ask 10 clients, uh, how to heal their tattoos. You're going to get 10 different answers. Oh know? yeah. So, yeah. but I think it's cool because they're putting the work in, you know, they, if you're going to, if you're going to go to an artist who is, you know, committed their life to this, this craft, and they're putting forth the effort to make something wonderful for for you. You're going to pay a bunch of money for it. Um, why not take every advantage that you have and you know really get into it? And I think you know it goes back to that cultural thing. Um, the tattoo culture is growing, and it's more and more people are becoming educated. It's exciting to see that um, that that is happening. Yeah, no, I, I think it's really exciting. You know, um, another thing that's great with the people that the community, you know, they really seek out the artists they want to go see, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, yeah, I think for any artist where the person comes, uh, the collector comes in, I think it's great because they've been specifically sought out because in the, the, the types of, uh, uh, the types of, uh, like the different uh, sites that they have specifically for tattooing, you know, all these uh, social medias, they allow people to, you know, specifically study up on who they'd like to get tattooed by, mm-hmm. you know, and that's really great too, because, you know, they, not only are they coming in more educated, they're educated on who you are and what you've done and how long you've been tattooing. So yeah. they look, basically know your whole history. Right. Right. You know, it's, it's cool. I mean, there's a lot of things about the the industry and the the culture and the community that has that are changing, constantly changing. And I think it's an exciting time to be involved in tattooing. 
in, in whatever way or shape or form you are. Um, where do you see tattooing going, man? You know, you've been you've been around for a while. You've seen some changes in it. Where do you think it's going in in 2015 and beyond? Um, well, I, I think we're going to see much more amazing pieces of art coming out because uh, you all you see is really, I mean, the education on uh, tattooing is just um, it's. It, it's extending itself to all sorts of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, before I used to have to have an apprenticeship to, to learn, you know, even the smallest thing nowadays. I mean, you can turn on YouTube and you can buy CDs and I think the education on it is going to bring in all sorts of really amazing talented people along mm-hmm. with the fact that we already have amazing talented people in the industry already and they're going to be constantly educating themselves. Then you're going to get a, uh, uh, a flow of new people coming in with new ideas and new visions, and they're going to be seeing what everybody's doing right now, and they're going to take it further. So I kind of, I kind of tend to find myself always trying to watch the younger artists coming in, mm-hmm. because I always think of them as the future. Just as how when I came in the industry, and you know, 14 years ago, all the people then, when we were looking at what was happening then, and then where it is today. You know, I, I so when I see that how that was for me, I look back. I look at right now, currently at these new come up and coming artists. And I'm like, okay, here's the future. So I want to see what they're up to mm-hmm. because what they're doing is they're watching us and they want to surpass us. Right. They want to surpass everybody that's doing art today. Yeah. So I think it's going to constantly be growing. Mm-hmm. It's gonna it's gonna be on fire. You're gonna see amazing, amazing art coming out. Because what I see today blows my mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a, there are really talented people out there right now. So I just can't even imagine what type of things we're going to be seeing in the future. Products are getting better, like you have said. Um, uh, the materials we're using is just constantly improving. Machinery, everything. Mm-hmm. Who's your? Who are some tattooers that come to mind when you say guys that inspire you, guys or girls that inspire you, artists that inspire you? Who are the artists right now that are inspiring you? Uh, well, there's so many. You know, obviously, um, uh, you know, for me, when I first came in the industry, and I think he's just, he was, a, uh, you know, he was a shaper in the industry, you know, early on. You know, Guy and uh, created some amazing things, wrote an ama- amazing books on tattooing, which, you know, reinventing the tattoo mm-hmm. was like an amazing book for me to read back then. And I think for any artist and throughout the times, I think that will always be a great book for any beginner to read. Um, even when you're not a beginner, if I was to go back and read that now, it, the information is just so applicable. Um, on top of that, you know, Paul Booth's work, you know, uh, Jack Rudy's work, Freddie Negretti's work, you know, Franco, uh, Franco Vescovi, you know, Ivano, um, Steve Soto, uh, so many people. There's mm-hmm. uh, Josh Duffy. I think, I think there's. Just, I wish I could name mm-hmm. all the people I want to name <laughs> right now because it's a long list. Oh, dude, there it's used to so be a smaller many list when I first got into this industry, but now it's just huge. I mean, yeah. Bob Tyrell. I mean, there's so many good artists. Mm-hmm. It's insane, man. You know, it it is insane to think how many good ones there are out there and and new ones i mean people you don't even know yeah oh yeah you can go on instagram 
right now, pop to your popular page, and w- you know if you like if if you're a tattooer, or you like tattoos, or you're a collector, you're gonna find within you know the first minute three four guys that are killing it in all around the world that you've never heard of, you know, oh, yeah. that are doing world class work. So the, the limits are being pushed for sure. Oh yeah. So many people. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. It's definitely inspiring. I'm always, every time I'm, I go on my phone, I'm, I'm inspired every mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Talk about, talk about how it is to work at Vatican studios, a high profile shop. It's, you know, owned and run by such a well-respected guy, Franco. Um, what's it, what's that environment like working there with, with the uh, uh, caliber artists that are, that are there? It's a it's an amazing shop. Um, I definitely i've I've only worked I've only worked for Franco, um, and that should say a lot in itself. Um, I've been with Franco for fourteen years now. We started together. Well, I started my career at um, his first shop, which was Ink House, mm-hmm. Orange County Ink House, and then uh, from there, uh, him and I decided to go. Uh, this other shop he wanted to create, which was called Vatican Studios. And uh, it was a big thing that we created a place that had a great environment, uh, just a learning environment. Um, it was more based around being almost like an, just an art studio, a place where artists can come together and, and just work on their ideas and create for the sake of creating. So there wasn't that much of a, a panic or a rush. It wasn't about trying to get your drops in wasn't about the money. It was just about creativity. You know, because at first when we started back in studios, it was just him and I. And then uh, we slowly started rolling forward and we had Letitia Wood come with us and we had uh, London Reese, we had Picasso. We have now uh, an artist named Zero. Um, And uh, we we have a great environment. Um, It's a little, it's different. It's different because this is more a place where we just, it's, it feels like almost like being in like art college again, hmm. uh, you know, or, or like a type of private art college because it's, there's, everybody's working on their private projects from tattooing to their illustrations to books to designs for um, key clay prints they want to do, uh, painting projects, um, graffiti projects to, um, um, new types of uh, building their own companies that's one of their own art shows so it's a very inspiring place to be because yeah. each person in the shop wants to do so much you yeah. know for the art industry do you got do you find yourself getting involved in e- in each other's projects in a in a critique way do you guys allow yourselves to do that oh to critique each other mm-hmm. oh yeah um you know positive criticism is always uh it's always necessary for growth. You know, we all, we all, you know, we're all very supportive and, you know, anytime we want true opinion of how to improve, we'll, we'll turn to each other. Um, everybody has such a different style at the shop. So it's, it's really nice. It's really nice to have a place where everybody does something just a little bit different. And so when someone gives their, their perspective on it, they're giving a very fresh perspective, you know, because they do it completely different. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're wise, you just listen. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's good advice. Um, you know, I know that uh, 
you're you're a family man. You have a son. I met him at Ink and Iron last year. Wonderful kid. Uh, what what's your favorite thing to do with him? <laughs> well, we we paint and draw pretty much. Uh, that's one of the most common things we're doing. You know, uh, he's a uh, he's asked me some years ago. You know, and I waited till he asked me because I wanted to be. I guess I wanted to be the father that, that didn't push him to do something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you would think that the cliche thing for me to do would be to, you're going to be an artist. You're going to grow up to be an artist. But I really refrained from doing that. And I kind of just waited for him to grow into the person he wanted to be and to tell me what he wanted to do. And it happened to be that he, uh, he wanted to do art. And he asked, I asked him, what do you want to be? And he's like, I want to be like you. I want to tattoo and I want to do art. So, you know, around five, he got really serious and said, you have to teach me that. And so I've been teaching him ever since he was five. Hmm. Uh, he paints with me, he draws with me. It's one of the most common things we do. That's amazing, man. It, it, it's got to be great. What is that moment like for you as a father to have your kids say, yeah, I want to be like you? And he's, you know, continued to pursue that. It's got to be great. Um, it's it's pretty awesome. I, I just I love seeing how true to it he stays. You know, I always ask him all the time. I'm like, Are you sure you want to do this? And he's like, Yep. <laughs> he's like, he 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 feels like he he knows that this is it. So mm-hmm. I'm proud of him. You know, as long as he wants this, I will continue to teach him and give him as much knowledge as I can. Yeah, I always tell him, I said, if you, I was like, because he's 13 now. So I was like, if you keep going and you, and you keep letting me share my information with you and teach you as much as I can, I was like, you're going to be whooping your daddy real soon. <laughs> like, and you're going to be teaching me. That's great, man. You know, I think, I think. <laughs> when those times come that you, you, that you can learn from the people that you've been able to help teach, that's a great moment. Oh, I hope to. You know? I hope to. Yeah. Um, what's his favorite medium to, to work in? Is, is he, he started off with that number two pencil as well? Yeah. Yeah. He's number two pencil is one of his, um, well, actually he's a lot more educated than I am just cause I, I didn't have anyone, um, that had, artistic experience right. so i've actually been teaching him about all the different types of pencils so he actually uses all the way from his like four h's up to nine b's and he i've been teaching him photoshop so he's he's pretty uh he's pretty knowledgeable that's great far more knowledgeable than i was when i was his age does he have an idea if he wants to be a tattoo artist or he's has he specified that that that's the direction he wants to take it or is he just just working on art this at this point. Uh, yeah, no, you know he's uh, just working on art at the moment. I'd, um, I'm always bringing him to the shop, but yeah, he says he wants a tattoo, and uh, he, he says he wants to be eclectic, you know, and do many <laughs> different styles. That's great. He wants to paint and draw, and he wants he wants to be able to do shirt designs, and I think he's just trying to follow in my footsteps at the moment. So, well, that's great, uh, man. I I think that it's it's a wonderful time to be able to, to do those kind of things and pursue your dreams and, and, and really strive to, you know, opportunities are out there. So if you strive to do it, you strive to, to achieve the goals that you set before you, you're going to do it. And, you know, it's exciting to see that man. And it's, it's exciting to see guys like you in the industry who look at this as a lifestyle, as a lifestyle. They look at it as a, a lifelong passion and 
I, I appreciate you coming on and talking about it, man. It's it's been great talking oh, well, to thank you. Thank you for having me to come and talk about it. I appreciate that. Yeah, no no sweat, man. I, I really uh, enjoyed it, and I'm glad we finally got it in and uh, got one done. And and this will uh, hopefully won't be the last. No, I, I, I hopefully it won't be either. Right on, man. Yeah. Well, thanks, Alexis. I appreciate it. Right, where can you. people Where can people get a hold of you? Take a look at your work and um and, and if they wanted to get tattooed by you, uh, get a hold of you that way. Yeah, you know, if anyone would like to, anyone would like to contact me, it's uh, alexiavatate at yahoo dot com. A l e x i s v a a t e t e. And if you want to take a look at my work on Instagram, it's uh, A-L-E-X-I-S underscore B-A-A-T-E-T-E. And uh, you can take a look at my work through uh, all those sites. Wonderful. Well, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Everybody can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at OG Joe Swanson. You can follow the official Sullen Radio page at Sullen Radio on Instagram. And as always, you can go to SullenRadio.com. There you're going to find uh, all the old episodes, new episodes, Eventually, we're going to get some bonus content on there. We're going to get um, a bunch of cool stuff. So um, stay tuned for we're right in the middle of uh, a contest going on presented by Bishop Rotary. Um, So uh, keep up with that. And uh, the winner will be announced. uh, I believe it will be next week. So uh, stay tuned, everybody. Check it out. SullenRadio.com. Appreciate the listens. And um, thank you, Alexis, for coming on, dude. I appreciate it. My pleasure. As always, thank you to the listeners and also to Alexis for taking the time to come on the show and share his artistic insights. The Sullen Radio Tattoo Machine giveaway presented by Bishop Rotary is in full swing. So head on over to the Sullen Radio blog to enter and earn a chance to win a Bishop Rotary Tattoo Machine, Nocturnal Ink, Tattoos Care Cancer and Sullen Clothing Gear, and more. The contest will run from Friday, February 6th to Sunday, February 15th. The more you play, the better your chances are of winning. Enter now at SullenRadio.com.